Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. In August 2012, the renowned Walker Art Center in Minneapolis staged a one-night internet cat video festival that drew 10,000 people to the center's open field. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and today in Austin at South by Southwest, I'm speaking with Scott Stulen and Katie Hill, the curators of that legendary project. What questions led you to the concept of a cat video festival? Well, I think it all started with the platform of Open Field at the Walker Art Center, which is um, sort of experimental public programming space meant for creative expression of all kinds. So working there kind of opened up our brains to the possibility of almost anything happening on the field. And then having a, you know, sort of secret passion for cat videos myself, I we thought it would be a lot of fun to project them at the end of the summer on open field. And from there, the program sort of skyrocketed into a much bigger experiment about taking an online phenomena offline and seeing if people would like to watch the videos together. Um, and they did, all of them, 10,000. <laughs> Scott talks about Open Field, the outdoor programming space where Cat VidFest took place. Really what Open Field was about was having an opportunity where not only artists uh, but the in-, in the institution, but the public was also invited to participate and to create programming. So over the course of the last three summers, uh, we had over 300 projects that were presented on Open Field, as small as like a, a book club and as large as 10,000 people for Internet Cat Video Festivals. And what I think was great about the, the Cat Video Festivals, it brought together a lot of those components um, into this one kind of very... Uh, a very large event. And so it's crowdsourcing the content for it. It's having a social component to it. And it's also an experiment. And that's a lot of what we we're after with Open Field. This just became the one that kind of took it to another level. Katie outlines the selection process and describes the aesthetics of the winning cat videos. Basically, I posted a blog on the Walker website asking people to nominate their favorite cat videos on the internet. Um, It was a really simple Google form. You could just, you know, put in your favorite video. Um, And we were expecting maybe a couple hundred um, entries. And then a month later, we had about 10,000. So we called in some extra help and created a jury of other curators, um, artists, cat lovers, a little bit of everybody to sort of help us make the first cut through that massive amount of cat videos. So what did you identify as the aesthetics of the genre of a cat video? This is a hard question. Um, I think we've sort of decided everything boils down to whether or not the form and the content seem to fit well. So you can have a shaky cell phone video that's sort of low quality and blurry, but has a you know caught this hilarious cat fall or silly happening unexpectedly be just as good as the highly produced, edited, you know, with the voiceover in the film and the very clever film tropes um, applied to it. They can both sort of be equally good. Um, and it's hard to compare sort of that range of quality. But at the end of the day, it's, is there an element of surprise? Does the form match the content? And 
are there cute cats in it, obviously. Bottom line. Bottom line. Gotta have cute cats. Here's an excerpt of one winning internet cat video, Kittens Inspired by Kittens, a picture book given sound effects by a little girl. Kittens Inspired by Kittens! I want pie! I want beef jerky! I am a secret agent! I'm a magician! I'm a rabbit! I'm her mom! No, she's not! Scott, in what way do you think this project tested the boundaries of online communities? Well, I think what was interesting is that we really intended at the beginning of how do you tap into something that's obviously a phenomenon online, and then but what happens when you translate over to a real-world experience? And I know that, that was something that was really core to this experiment. And, you know, cat videos is something that people share around. You see it on your phone or you might see it on your computer at work. And But it's usually a solitary kind of experience. And it's very different, obviously, seeing this cat video you've seen many times before, but with 10,000 other people. Scott considers the potential outcome of curating projects with broad public appeal. I think what's interesting in this is finding different ways you can reach out to an audience. I think as a curator, you know, part of what you're doing is kind of selecting things and but also presenting it in a way that maybe is different for for an audience. What I think what's interesting in it is like really thinking about the audience that comes to that event as being as valuable as an audience that's coming into the museum and seeing an, an irregular exhibition. That there isn't hierarchy there, that they're both valuable. And I think the one nice takeaway from the event is that there's a lot of people that came to this event that may not have come to anything else, right? And they went away with a sense of kind of that the walker was important to them. And the walker became valuable and it became a sense of pride in the community that this event happened in Minneapolis and that they were a part of it. And I think anytime as, as a curator or a programmer that you can make something like that happen, or at least set up the possibility for that happening, that's successful. And I think that's what kind of like drives us to want to do this type of work. So channeling that energy, that audience energy into your space for more serious projects would be a goal. Absolutely. And I think there's some crossover with it. And if there isn't, that's okay, too. And, I, you know, what I think surprised us a little bit is, uh, you know, in the aftermath after the event, is we had a lot of requests for restaging the event. And I think partly it's to our credit of, of positioning it, um, I think, in the right context, that nearly every single one of those requests has come from other museums or other nonprofits and not from commercial uh kind of more commercial venues so that people really got it and they got it in the context that we wanted to present it. And I think that's something that we didn't really necessarily anticipate, but it's been a nice outcome. So what is the future of the Cat Video Festival in Minneapolis? It's still going. So we're, we have uh, tours lined up that's traveling around the country this spring. It's and touring. It's touring, yes. <laughs> it's on the road. It's already been about four or five cities, and we've got a few more, including uh, we're going to be doing uh, in Oakland and in San Francisco and Portland this spring. And then uh, this summer, we announced and uh, that they were going to be our second version of it. And this year, due to some changes in venue, due to some construction happening at the Walker, it's going to be changing sites and be going to the Minnesota State Fair which in Minnesota is a big deal. And it's going to be at the grandstand. So that's an audience there. We can hold 13,000 people for that event. So the plan is now, and there's a challenge, is how do we top it? 
from last year when there's expectations now that we didn't necessarily have the first time. But, but you only have room for 3,000 more people. Yeah. <laughs> we could always do two screenings. But <laughs> and we'd like, like to, to present, present well with our first Golden Kitty for the Internet Cat Video Festival. You've been listening to Fresh Talk with Katie Hill and Scott Stulen, curators of the first-ever Cat Video Festival at the Walker Arts Center. We welcome your comments on freshartinternational.com and hope you'll like our Facebook page. I tweet every day at FreshArtINTL, and I'd love to follow you there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>